Hey there, mama friend. What's up? Welcome to another episode of Generation on a Mission. We are on a roll. Yeah, we are. In today's episode, I'm going to hit you with four tactile ways to handle those trying times when your toddler is adamant about not doing something or when your toddler is about to melt down for even, you know, those slightest of reasons and help increase the compliance in your home by adding in a little fun. Yes, fun. We can handle meltdowns and tantrums with fun. And it's not all bad if we do it that way either. But this is more of a catch it before it happens approach. So that way you can avoid the adversity that your toddler is about to throw your way and handle it with a little bit more grace moving forward. Let's get pumped up and dive into today's episode. Hey there, mama. If you want to raise empowered kids who actually listen while parenting biblically, you're in the right place. Not only does this podcast help you strengthen their spiritual gifts and walk in purpose at a young age, but it also teaches you how to parent with intention. Welcome to the Generation on a Mission podcast, where we focus on fostering our children's leadership skills so they can become world changers. Hi, I'm Michelle Schaff, former classroom educator turned parent educator, blogger, and podcaster, all while changing dirty diapers, drinking lukewarm coffee, and leaning on Jesus. Grab your headphones, whip out the tata, and start feeding your baby. We've got some learning to do. I know. You've been there before. Your little one puts on his shoes, but they're on the wrong feet, and he asks, Is this right, Mama? No, it's not, buddy. I'm sorry. And now there's a meltdown on the horizon because he, quote unquote, messed up. Now, a natural response might be to say, there's no need to get upset about it, buddy. I'll help you. Or, hey, just keep trying. But again, volcano-sized problem here. He doesn't understand rationalization yet, which leads to a meltdown because he's not understanding that he can fix the problem right then and there. And yeah, that makes life with a toddler real fun. And sometimes messing up is hard for a toddler or things go wrong or your toddler straight just doesn't want to do something. Been there, done that. And there are several ways to go about handling that situation. But in this episode, I'm talking about taming the meltdowns or the nope, not gonna's with an element of fun. Now, it's pretty obvious we all need more fun and lightheartedness in our lives. It's especially in times of frustrating situations. And here's why. Think about it this way. If we focus on adding some lightheartedness into how we handle frustrating situations, especially around our kids, what kind of culture are we creating? Are we creating a culture where our kids learn how to handle adverse situations with frustration or yelling? Or are we teaching them that we can still find solutions and make it fun and still get the task done when frustrating situations come our way? Think about it. If we do add in some lightheartedness, it lightens the overall mood of the situation. It's not as stressful anymore. Our focus turns in a different direction. The focus is no longer on getting all flustered because our toddler won't do what I asked him to do, but instead it's taking the focus off of the frustration and kind of indirectly telling him that there is in fact another way to handle the situation and it can actually be fun along the way. And the more we minimize those frustrations for our little ones and us and lighten the mood, the more self-regulated your little ones will learn to become because they will learn how to lighten the mood as well and they will learn how to turn those adverse situations around find something good and determine solutions on their own. 
because mommy isn't having to tell them, hey, this is how we do things or this is not how we do things. You're doing it wrong. That's not what I want you to do. We're not having to use that verbiage. And when we don't have to use that verbiage, just think about what that does to the culture of your home as well. If you tie in some fun when it comes to teaching your toddler or your child how to learn right from wrong, your little one will feel more comfortable when making mistakes, knowing that you're just not going to yell at him every time he forgets to pick up his toys or if he accidentally colors on the walls the first or the second time, whatever. Tying in some fun is another tool to use to minimize tension and stress and, you'll like this, increase obedience, which who doesn't want that in their lives? Isn't our goal as parents to help our kids think about things differently and give them tools they need to be successful when adverse situations hit them real hard? I think so. Now, I hope this goes without saying that there are still instances that need some good old-fashioned TLC or discipline, and there are still so many instances and opportunities for teachable moments throughout your day. But for those pea-sized problems that you know can easily be overcome once they're in the right mindset, this strategy is a great one to have in your back pocket. So here are some ways we tie in some fun with our toddler when he's starting to get upset or if he just doesn't want to comply. You ready? If you want, you can grab a pencil and a paper and jot some notes down and take it away. But the first approach is the that's silly approach. Yes, that's silly. One of our favorite lines to use with our toddler is that's silly or that'd be silly. And that's exactly how I say it. It's fine. This line is a classic game changer in our house and it has worked time and again when getting him to comply. And we've also used it when we forgot to do something and that happens to throw him off as a routine. Instead of getting all flustered about it, we say, oh, that's silly. So for some concrete examples, if our toddler is adamant about thinking that it's okay to sit on the living room coffee table, for instance, I might say, hey, you're sitting on the table. That's silly. We don't sit on the table. Where do we sit? Or say he has a task such as cleaning up his toys and he doesn't want to clean up his toys. I'll say, oh man, our toys don't belong on the floor. Can you imagine if our toys were on the floor all night? They'd have a party and that'd be so silly. Where do they belong? Most of the time when I do this, he doesn't mind complying after that because I didn't yell at him to pick up his toys. I didn't threaten him with a consequence if he doesn't. In his mind, he's not thinking that I just told him to pick up his toys. He's thinking, yeah, that would be silly if we left him there and they had a party all night. And we don't want to do that. Or if he accidentally puts his shirt on backwards or inside out, same thing. Oh, man, you were about to walk out of the house with your shirt on inside out. That'd be so silly. It's a situation where I know he doesn't really want to take the time to fix it or he's maybe sad that he did it the wrong way first. But I didn't tell him straight, hey, let's fix your shirt because it's on the wrong way. It didn't really make it seem like an issue. It didn't make it seem like he made a mistake. It's just like, hey, that'd be silly. We were about to walk out of the house with our shirt on the wrong way. And and here's the funny. Just the other day, I put my PJs on in the dark, and um, I was real, real tired, and I actually put my shirt on backwards and inside out. Uh, but the next morning when I woke up, he comes into my room and he says, Mama, your shirt's on inside out. That's silly. We should fix it. So when I see him doing this, you know, he's helping me turn the situation around as his mama. And he's making fun out of the situation. And it it, help, it helps when he's able to apply that to something else. And he sees, oh, I can help mama fix the situation by turning it around and, and turning it into something silly, which is so enlightening to see. And this also works when he puts his shoes on the wrong feet or if I accidentally give him his brother's milk cup. And again, doesn't seem like a big deal, but these toddlers, man, I tell you what. And now he will actually 
actually say, Mama, I can't drink out of my brother's milk cup. That'd be silly. What would have formerly been a meltdown has turned into him realizing that we can make light of a minor situation and the problem will still be fixed. We can't wear shoes on the wrong feet, Mama. That'd be silly. And he's heard me say it enough times that now he is starting to apply it to his own situations, which is really, really cool to see as a mom. All right, the next approach, number two, is the do it incorrectly approach. And that might not be the right name for it, but hang in there, I'll walk you through it. So my favorite situation, if you've been following me so far, is potty time. Woo, potty time, yeah. Maybe your little one just doesn't want to go in the bathroom and he's fighting you tooth and nail. You might want to say, just get on the pot and let's move on with our lives, please. Or at least I know you're thinking it. It's not that big of a deal, come on. But you can't say that, can you? No. But instead of saying something like that, I say, hey, buddy, it's time to go potty. We we go potty in the sink, right? And he'll laugh and say, mama, we don't go in the sink. We go in the toilet. And I'll say, oh, oh, yeah, I forgot. Silly mama, can you show me the right place to go potty? And then off he goes, yeah, here we go. I'll show you that I can go potty in the toilet. Great. Perfect. Same with cleaning up our toys or making the bed. I'll make the bed the wrong way if he doesn't want to make it. Is this how we make our bed? No, mama, that's not how we make our bed. This is how we make our bed. It kind of tricks them and they're ready and willing to correct you because, you know, they like to prove your mom wrong and and fix it themselves and they know how to do it the right way and they don't even know that they're doing what you're asking them to do. In their mind, they're just thinking, oh, yep, I just beat mama at her own game. And that's a win for them and that's a win for you. So see if they can show you the right way to do it after you do it incorrectly works like a charm. I'm telling you what. The next approach is the tie in their interests and pretend approach. Pretending is always a fun approach to making compliance more easily or taming meltdowns. And there have been times when I thought there would be close calls on whether or not the meltdowns would ensue, but luckily, whew, quick feet. And I thought of a way to make it fun. And I'm going to share an instance with you. We were at the doctor's office and our doctor's office is a little ways away. Got to have a good quality doctor. Sometimes you got to travel for it, you know? And it was just after we started potty training and our toddler wasn't keen on public restrooms yet. And I knew that this was going to be an issue because he had not gone publicly yet. And so obviously, naturally, he was scared to go and nothing I could say or do could get him to go into the bathroom. And my husband was with me at the time, but we offered the approach of, yes, buddy, I know it's scary but daddy's gonna take you and be by your side the whole time he'll hold you and he'll keep you safe the whole time and it might look scary to you and that's okay but I promise it's just like the one at home see there's the toilet and the sink and the flusher you can flush it and it'll be okay and still nothing was going to get him to go and we waited it out and it was a close call too and we had like a 40 minute car ride home again and this was after he had not gone potty for like maybe two hours and I was not about to push three hours without a potty break in there with a fresh trainee, if you know what I'm saying. But luckily, I thought, okay, our toddler's in a fire trucks at the moment. So I honed in on his interest and I thought, okay, let's see if we can make it fun. So I said, man, you know what? There's a fire in the toilet and we have to put it out with your potty. And you know, like as I'm saying this, it sounds really silly. Like, I can't believe I said that, but you know, desperate times, <laughs> whatever works. But I kept on going. I said, let's pretend like we're a fireman and let's put out the fire. And I kid you not, we started our sirens, wee-oo, 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 and pretended to put out the fire with his potty. And you're probably thinking, seriously, Michelle, there are better ways to handle that. Well, you know, maybe, but it worked. And now my toddler isn't afraid of public restrooms anymore. I didn't pressure him into, you gotta go or you'll have an accident. He went because he enjoyed how it happened. We solved the problem with some fun and he was proud of himself for overcoming his fear after that. We made a big deal out of that. Another example, just the other day, he was having a hard time using his fork at dinner. (sighs) And he was so insistent on using his fingers for everything, like what? 
stuff and beans and vegetables. And I'm like, you're three. You know how to use a fork, right? But what do you know? His fork became a bulldozer. He's really into construction right now. I said, why don't you pretend your fork is a bulldozer and your beans are the rubble? You need to scoop up the rubble with your bulldozer and put it in your mouth. And that worked like a charm. He was able to use his fork after that because he was excited to use his bulldozer to eat his rubble. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. And that worked because I didn't say, use your fork, use your fork, use your fork, use your fork. Hey, why don't we make it fun and see if there's a fun way to get the task done and still increase your compliance at the same time and not ruin the the dynamic of the situation at that time. And this last strategy is one that I've seen work with so many kids. I used to use it in the classroom all the time. It's a great way to take a mundane task and turn it into something fun. And it's called the beat me or race me approach. And it's as easy as it sounds. Take cleaning up toys, for example. It's during these times when I think I want you to not take your sweet time cleaning up your toys by crawling down the hallway with every single toy you have because it's time for bed. Like seriously, every single toy, let's put it away. Okay, I'm going to crawl down the hallway and roll and lollygag because I know it's bedtime and I don't want to go to bed. But I don't know about you as a mom and sometimes it seems like those rushy moments are the moments when your toddler knows it's time to dawdle and take his sweet time. And that's when the true test comes out of, hmm, how serious is my mom when she says it's bedtime? How long can I really drag this out? And let's see how. How is she really going to handle this situation? Am I going to get to her or is she going to get to me first? Like which one, you know? So that's where we insert the element of fun. Hey, bud, it's time to clean up your toys. I'll get a stack for me to clean up and we'll make a stack for you to clean up and let's race. Can you beat me? And of course he does. It's a mundane task, but now it's fun. And his little brain can't wrap his mind around the fact that mama just won that battle. And so I have to seize that opportunity, you know? I've actually used this with my nephew before as well when it was time to take his vitamins and he didn't want to. I said, hey man, do you want to see if you can beat me and eat your vitamins before I get to zero? Uh, Yeah, obviously I sure do. So when I do this, I count down from five and I'm like, hey, I'm going to count down. I'm going to get to zero. I want you to see if you can beat me before I get to zero. And then he got all excited when he beat me and and it gives him a sense of urgency and he doesn't even know that I'm telling him that he needs to take his vitamins without telling him to take his vitamins. It's a clever, clever parent tool to have. So to recap on those tools, so again, if you didn't grab the pencil before, a pencil might come in handy now. First strategy, see if you can identify moments where you can make the situation and add a little bit of fun and lightheartedness to it by saying, oh man, you were going to, that'd be silly, or that's so silly, let's see if we can do it the right way. Second, try to tie in an interest of hers and make it fun to get her to comply that way. And I know that I reference trucks because I have boys, so for a girl, it might be princesses, maybe she's in a princess. So cleaning up her toys, for example, hey, grab a kitchen utensil and make a wand out of it. Is that right? I think princesses use wands, I have no idea these days. And have her command the toys be put away and flip the wand and teach her to say disappear toy and as she says disappear toy have her put the toy in the toy box as she's doing it make it something fun number three make it fun by telling her the wrong way to do something like make the bed in a silly way is this how we make the bed no okay can you show me the right way please oh well yes certainly lastly use the beat me or race me approach See if she can get the job done by racing you. It works much, much better than I'm going to count down and give you a consequence and when I get to zero, you're going to lose something. Although every once in a while, that's still a thing in our house, but most of the time I like to see if he can race me to get the job done. You'd be so surprised how adding an element of fun can change the dynamic of your house or even the situation and get your little one to comply with minimal stress added in. So... 
your challenge this week is to pick one way that you're going to try to add in some fun to boost compliance in your house or increase the overall culture. After you do that, I want you to take notice of how the dynamic of the situation changes when you start doing that. Are situations becoming a little bit more manageable? Is your little one starting to find solutions to those little problems by herself by making it a little bit more lighthearted? Take notice of that and hopefully you'll start finding solutions to how do I get my little one to listen? These are all great approaches to start down that path. And as always, if you learn something new or like what you've heard, take a screenshot of the episode on your phone, say what you loved about it, and tag me in your stories on Instagram and I'll tag you in mine and we can keep spreading the parenting love together. See you next time. Real quick before you go, if today's episode made you laugh, learn, or love your littles a little more, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a written review for the Generation on a Mission podcast. If you're needing simple ideas to boost learning for your kiddo, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Michelle Shaw, S-C-H-A-U-S, or join our Facebook page at Generation on a Mission. See you next time.